0: Today on Bound for Success, I'm thrilled to be introducing a new business owner on the Sunshine Coast, Simon Thornalley. Simon is the company founder of a new Indigenous tourism experience called Saltwater Eco Tours, and he's also the captain of the iconic vessel Spray of the Coral Coast. Welcome, Simon.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me.
0: It's great to have you here. So I've been really looking forward to chatting with you today. Um, we've got such a fascinating story, and we've got a lot to get through. So let's start a little bit about uh, with a bit about your family and your Indigenous heritage.
1: Yeah. So I grew up on the ocean. I grew up um, with a sailing family. Um, I spent my childhood sailing up and down the Queensland coast and the Great Barrier Reef. Um, my father is a boat builder. Um, So we lived on a a timber boat, a quite significant um, boat to the Torres Straits. It was the ex-mission boat. That was turned into our family home, um, and on my mother's side, my indigenous heritage is from the Torres Straits, Okay. from Horn Island. Right. Um, so that's where the um, cultural connection comes from.
0: Excellent. And you, um, most of your childhood was spent um, around the Sunshine Coast kind of region, or yeah. You... We so
1: we were sailing up and down Queensland until yeah. I was until I started school basically, and okay. then um, we stopped here in Melville Bar, and okay. um, and this has been home ever since. Excellent. Yeah.
0: great. And so um, after finishing school. You knew you wanted to pursue a life on the sea. What happened next?
1: Yeah, so I knew I couldn't stay away from from the ocean. I'd spent my whole life, um, yeah, being being on boats and and on the water. So um, I really really took a liking to diving. I became a commercial diver. Um, I wanted to work under the water. Um, and, I, and I've done that, and I still, um, I still do a lot of diving myself, but I, I worked in construction for most of my career as a commercial diver and worked all over the world. Um, and during that time, I gained, obviously, a lot of experience on boats, um, a lot of sea time, uh, and took a liking to, be, to, um, to become a skipper. So that's how um, that journey sort of started. I, I became a Master 5 and started driving the dive boats as well as diving.
0: Okay. And, and what kind of um, uh, qualifications and training uh, involved in, in getting the qualifications that you have?
1: So when I finished school, I, I went down to Tasmania to the um, to the dive training school down there. Okay. Um, one of few in the country. Um, and I spent three months full time um, at the school there training, diving every day and, okay. and, and doing all of the anatomy and physiology of, of diving and learning how to... Um, basically be a labourer underwater, so yep. for construction, you know, you're using, using tools, chainsaws, um, uh, a number of different hydraulic and pneumatic tools, and, um, yeah, and that's, um, that's how I became a commercial diver. Yeah, great. And yeah. Great.
0: And have you worked in construction uh, on land or only under the sea?
1: Um, I've done a, a little bit, um, yeah. but it's mostly been related to diving projects, so normally the diving... Um, aspects of, of a project are the smaller part they're the most right. high risk and expensive part yes. so um during that I've you know I've become um I've learned to drive cranes and become a rigger and um yeah but all related to the marine industry so working on um I've done a lot of work in um, Brisbane River um a lot of the construction around there working at South Bank and a lot of wharves and um up in Gladstone and in cool. Western Australia and I worked overseas um as well quite a bit yeah
0: terrific so you've very cleverly managed to combine two of your greatest passions in your connection to your Indigenous culture uh, and the ocean. So can you tell us how Saltwater EcoTours um, has come about?
1: Yeah, so during my career as a diver, um, I've always been a little bit of an environmentalist. I, I really like looking after the environment. Um, and I feel that the, the path I was going down is, is not necessarily the best path in, in doing so. So I wanted to do something that sort of combined it, um, what I'm passionate about. So my Indigenous heritage um, and being on the ocean. And I think that connection that I have to the ocean, I wanted to share with people. Um, so I thought of, yeah, and tourism being the best industry for, for sustainability um, so that's how it sort of came about. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Um, and what, what's the team makeup at Saltwater Eco Tours? So you're the captain.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I'm the captain. Um, my lovely partner, Jenna. Um, she runs the the bar and the food and all the catering and looks after all the guests. Great. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been quite a change of um, you know two years in in development um, of Saltwater Eco Tours to now actually working out how to run it um, and being the captain. It's kind of, you know, my full-time job. Once we're on the boat, I can only look after the boat. So Jenna sort of looks after everything else. Um, And we've got a crew of deckhands. Um, We've got a whole list of amazing um, deckhands at the moment that we're really lucky to come across. Um, and then for the cultural tours, we've got Kerry Neal, who um, is our storyteller, tour guide um, and also does catering as well.
0: Terrific. And a great storyteller. He is, he is so very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give to the gab for sure. Yeah. Um, so your incredible drive and vision to create this experience and to encourage others to follow your lead uh, has led you to be named one of Queensland's Young Tourism Leaders. So firstly, congratulations. Um, and, and secondly, can you explain what it means to be a Young Tourism Leader? and why it's so important to share your story and experience with others.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important um, to inspire other people, um, not only for tourism but to find a connection to something, whether that's to culture, to the ocean um, or whatever they're passionate about. And it's really important for me um, as an Indigenous young tourism leader to, um, to help nurture um, youth into that, into that connection and, and hopefully into a role within tourism
0: certainly and and so you you have like a mentor type of role in as part of this program So yeah, right? yeah yeah so we
1: go to schools um and we do i do a bit of a slideshow presentation um to tourism classes and and just talk about um all the different roles within tourism and my personal experience that i've had in tourism and And then about um, Saltwater Eco Tours as well.
0: Yeah, great. And so some of those kids that are sort of coming through the ranks, is there are there potential opportunities to do any form of work experience or kind of working with you to understand what it what's required? Definitely. So
1: we've we've actually started doing that. So um, it's been really positive to have some of the students that um, that I visited at schools to mm-hmm. reach out and and look for work experience, um, and it's really good to see their enthusiasm. And we've actually had a couple of them on board since um, since we started that program doing work experience. Yeah, so yeah, it's been really excellent. great.
0: Oh, that's really good to hear. Um, and so let's hear about the tours themselves. Um, what what's on offer for visitors and locals?
1: Yeah, so our um, flagship tour, I guess, um, the the saltwater cultural tour, is a tour through the Malula River. Um, We take people on our um, historical vessel um, and we basically immerse them in a cultural experience. So we take them um, with a guided tour through the river, talk about some of the places, some of the flora and fauna. Um, and we also serve them um, some bush tucker infused catering, so lots of um, native local foods um, and fresh seafood as well. And then obviously Kerry Neal entertains everyone with his humour and, and his um, yeah. and his traditional stories that have been passed down for generations.
0: Yeah, great. And so you know, summertime and school holidays is going to be the perfect time for everybody to to get out on the water with uh, with you and the team. And I can't wait yeah. to try it out myself. Um, so there, there has been a definite shift in the realisation of just how important Indigenous education and Indigenous tourism are in Australia. Um, where do you think we're going to see things in the next five years or so?
1: Yeah, there's definitely been a significant um, shift in the in the last few years, um, and it's really great to see. And I think in the next five years we're going to see a much stronger, um, I guess, repertoire of Indigenous businesses start coming through the ranks um, And more so, we can, you know, all of us to collaborate together. Um, I think it's going to be a really strong tourism industry and I'm really looking forward to seeing it.
0: Yeah, because even in our own region, it's a fairly, I suppose what you could, would call a young um, Indigenous tourism, you know, yeah. even though there's there's obviously a very rich um, culture there, it's about yeah. harnessing that and actually, yeah, uh, that's right. you know, creating those experiences in such a way that, uh, you know, tourists and locals can be educated and entertained, yeah, at the same time. So it's really great to see that that, that that uh, is certainly growing um, in the area and and across the country. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So you launched in July 2020, so it's really only been a matter of months in operation so far, Um, and it's all been in amongst COVID-19 times. So how have you and the team um, navigated setting sail um, during such a turbulent time for tourism?
1: Yeah, um, it was a bit of a, um, I guess, an unknown for us to launch at the time we did. but we sort of we had to do it given the build-up and, and the time frame we've had. Yeah. Um, but I think we've been really lucky. It's it's been um, beneficial for us to to get such a, a positive response from the from our local market and get some loyal customers and and I think we're sort of just capitalizing on that and, and and building our strong relationships with the local community.
0: Yeah, great. Um and in terms of uh restrictions and things has that been something that's you know obviously starting up a new business is a huge amount to consider and there's, yeah. there's a lot of work involved um through COVID-19 and all those restrictions and things in has that been a really difficult element for you guys or have you just kind of managed to take it all in your stride?
1: Um, a bit of both I guess it has been difficult but we um, given the time that we launched in July we sort of um, nothing to compare to you know that's no, all we know as, as right. yet so um, we've just taken it in our stride we've we've had reduced number of our capacity um, a lot of potential bookings that we've missed that have been over the border and you know inquiries different parts of the of Australia um, that we've missed out on. But um, like I said, we don't know any better as yet. So yeah. we're just sort of taking it in our stride. And, um, yeah, we'll just, sure. just keep going. Things can only get better, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. And hopefully, you know, if, if um, you know we're able to head on the trajectory we are with, with things starting to open up a little more, that, yeah, um, yeah hopefully that in- interstate visitation. And, uh, yeah, tourists will, will be able to come and enjoy what you have on offer. Yeah. Um, so... I'd love to hear about this beautiful boat of yours, um, Spray of the Coral Coast. Can you tell me about her?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, Spray of the Coral Coast is a she's a very special boat. Um, so, she's the oldest known replica of a Joshua Slocum design. So, Joshua Slocum was the first person to sail solo around the world, um, and during his circumnavigation, when he stopped in Melbourne, um, the. His design, his blueprints of the boat were obtained by a builder down there and, and Spray of the Coral Coast was born. Um, so, yeah, I guess that there's a lot of history. Joshua Slocum is a very interesting character. Um, he's, he's had a best-selling book that's been republished many times um, over the past hundred years. Um and yeah, this, it, it tells a lot of stories, I guess, when, when, you, when you have a presence on the boat, when you step foot on there and, and being over 100 years old, and it's built out of um, beautiful and pine timber, yes. um, which is very rare these days yes. as well. Tasmania. Yeah, Tasmania. yeah, from yes. Tasmania, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a gaff rig catch, um, yeah, and it's, it's just a, a beautiful um, seagoing vessel, um, like I said, with a lot of stories um, from Joshua Slocum.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I've heard that uh, even at the launch of Saltwater Eco Tours, there were not only um, you know people in attendance who are, you know obviously interested and supportive of, of the business venture and the tours themselves, but also just that genuine interest in the boat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's, I guess that's part of what um, what we wanted to do was. Part of our authenticity is um, creating a tourism experience that attracts people. Um, so we get a lot of customers who are, who just want to come and see the boat. Who, yeah. who know Joshua Slocum, who know the boat, um, who know the stories, and 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 it and it sort of just um, meets with with what we're trying to do with a traditional experience. So it's a very much a traditional sailing boat, um, and it, it gives me that that feeling of um, nostalgia um, when I think about my upbringing on a on a traditional boat from the yes. Torres Straits, and um, very similar to the um yeah i guess the pearl diving history up that way as well similar similar boats
0: fantastic so you're a true master of the sea with a commercial master class five license as you mentioned um you've crossed the southern ocean to antarctica six times and worked as a commercial offshore diver and a dive medic technician so there are some pretty incredible stories to tell is there a most memorable voyage or a moment at sea that you can share with us
1: yeah, there's, um, there's plenty of um, memorable moments at sea, yeah. um, I guess, scary moments. I think the first one that comes to mind would be probably my last trip um, to Antarctica, crossing mm-hmm. the, the Drake Passage, so the most infamous part of the ocean, yeah. um, you know, where you get the biggest swell, the, the strongest winds. So the last crossing, um, heading down to Antarctica with a, with a boat full of um, scientists. Okay. Um, we were actually running away from a storm so um during that crossing it's a um, two to three day crossing on the boat mm-hmm. i was on you're almost guaranteed to get a, a storm at some part of the trip so it's it's normally picking whether you want it at the start or at the end or in the okay, middle or right. you want yeah. yeah so we're actually running away from a storm that um trying to keep ahead of it okay. um and and the boat we're on was a 100 ton steel motor sailor so we have the sail up um but mostly for stability, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of speed, um, but we rely heavily on the motor. Um, so during the during the swell, we're surfing a lot of big waves, so a 75-foot, 100-tonne um, boat, surfing down waves. Wow. Um, surfing down the wave, the the propeller spinning too fast, we actually blew up the gearbox oh, gosh. and lost lost all of the engine power. Wow. So it was, um, yeah, it was quite a scary moment, so running away from this storm, the storm catching up to us, no engine, and the wind um, was blowing it northerly, so the, the safest um, choice for us would be turn around and head back up towards um, South America, so okay. the crossing mm-hmm. was from um, Argentina down yes. to Antarctica, yep. Yep. Um, but not an option, um, because the, the wind was pushing us to Antarctica, and we had no engine, so... <gasps> yeah. Um, yeah, we, we drifted for quite a few days and eventually got rescued by the Argentinian um, Navy ship. Oh, my
0: goodness. <laughs> wow. And so how many people on board?
1: Um, Twelve passengers on board okay. and, and three crew. Right. Yeah.
0: Wow. Hairy moment. It
1: was hairy. Yeah,
0: yeah. But... And anything else? Any other moments you could share or...?
1: Um, yeah, well, there's been plenty of stories like that, plenty of um, storms at mm-hmm. sea. I guess you're, you're so vulnerable when you're, when you're at sea and, and lots of um, hairy moments diving as well, running yeah. out of air yeah. and um, being trapped in confined spaces and okay. things like that. That's pretty, pretty common and normal as a commercial diver. But yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. And those moments obviously can be you know, pretty close to the wire, but you keep going back
1: yeah
0: (laughs) so there must be something
1: (laughs) yeah i guess um it's always worth it you know and those trips to antarctica are the perfect example you're crossing the most fierce ocean in the world and you you feel like it's a near-death experience every time but then you get there and it's and it's it really is the most beautiful part of the world and it's um yeah it's surreal just just being there the animals and the scenery it's um, you can't compare it to anything, so, so you keep doing it, yeah. Yeah,
0: fascinating. And when you do those trips, how, how long do you spend in a place like Antarctica?
1: So the boat I was on, we would spend um, four to six weeks, or okay. sometimes longer, depending on the, um, on the client or what we're there for. Yeah. Um, but you're only there for the, for the summer season and yes. um, obviously maximising the trips, so you only yeah. have a, six, a six-month window sort of you can access there. So. Right, yeah.
0: Excellent. Oh, no, so interesting. It. Um, I know there's it, many people that have Antarctica on their bucket list, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know that many of them would be getting there quite the way that you, <laughs> yeah. you have. So, um, yeah. yeah, great. So um, we'd love to hear more tales of your adventures, but unfortunately that's all we have time for today. Um, but to all our listeners, there's really no time like now to get out on the water with Simon and the crew. Um, it's a truly unique experience and certainly one that all Sunshine Coasters and visitors to our beautiful region should be making a beeline for so get amongst it saltwaterecotours.com.au